The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Hello, and welcome to Feng Shui with Christina Hollinger. I am so glad you're here. And this happens to be a really special weekend and a special episode because it happens to be my birthday weekend. And as my astrologer friends would say, it's my solar return. So I am feeling extra joyful and grateful to be here on this planet and to be here at the exact same time as you. I am super excited to bring astrologer Graham Breitenstein on the show today. He is one of my favorite people. And I jokingly said that this show is going to turn into astrology with Christina Hollinger, because I do love having my astrologers on the show. As you know, I opened this season with Colin Bedell, who is the astrologer of Cosmopolitan. He goes by Queer Cosmos on Instagram. I've had the Astro Twins, Astrologers of L on last season, and it just keeps getting better because every time I talk to astrologers, I learn something new about myself. And the goal is, I hope you're learning more about yourself as well. During today's episode, Graham is going to help you to understand what your Saturn return signifies and what your North node return signifies. So don't freak out if you've never heard of these two things yet, because Graham is really good at breaking it down. Not only is he good at breaking down astrology, but pun intended, he's good at breaking it down on the dance floor too. Um, (laughs) He told me during this interview that he used to tour with Lady Gaga. Now I have been talking to Graham drunk astrology for a long time. And I did not know that about him, but it was an awesome truth bomb that he dropped on me during our interview. Yes, he is a professional dancer. You're going to freaking love his story of how he went from, you know, just doing his own thing to like becoming a professional dancer to then evolving into this professional astrologer. It's just fascinating. And in addition to giving us his like fascinating background and story of resilience and perseverance, he then helps you to understand the significance of when you are going through your Saturn return. We actually have several Saturn returns throughout our lifetime. So he helps you to know like which age range you will experience your Saturn return and what kind of challenges or obstacles it might present to you. And also some ways to look at it as a celebration. And he'll also explain what your North node return is. This is huge. This has to do with your destiny, the reason why you're even on this planet in human form. So you are going to want to know what your North node means and during what age ranges you are experiencing your North node returns. So enjoy this episode. I know I did, and it was just my honor to bring it out to you on my birthday weekend. 
So before I get into a little bit of feng shui, which I've been doing this, by the way, all second season, I would really appreciate if you're liking a little bit of feng shui, let me know in the reviews. If you listen on Apple podcasts, click write a review and just give me a one or two sentence, honest feedback on if you're enjoying a little bit of feng shui before we get into the interviews, I'm here for you. And so your feedback is extremely valuable. And it's the reason why I'm here. It's the reason why I do this. So let me know how it's going. I also enjoy getting DMS from you and even emails. So please feel free to connect with me. This show is here to serve you. But before I get into a little bit of feng shui, we're talking about manifesting with the five elements today. I have an announcement. So I have a few questions to ask you, and then I'm going to share something that is just something that I've been working towards, honestly, for the past 10 years. Do you desire to manifest your dream job? or to start building a business that supports the rest of your life without working harder? Do you desire to attract and finally sustain a happy, healthy, and fulfilling partnership in your life? Do you desire to step into your ideal body to stop struggling, to maintain it, to feel good in your skin? Do you desire to create space for money miracles and attract more soul aligned clients? These are real life desires that my one-on-one clients have given me over the years. These are real desires that I get in my DMs almost every single day. These are real desires that I get during my group consultations. I want to reach as many people as I can with the wisdom of feng shui. I understand that not everyone is able to work with me for a one-on-one private consultation. So I'm inviting you to join me for the very first time ever for the Manifesting with Feng Shui Masterclass. In this masterclass, we will be covering how to feel better in your body, attract more money, and feel like life is just working better through easy feng shui adjustments. We'll be covering how to activate the feeling that you're going with the flow instead of swimming against the current by implementing simple rituals. We'll be covering my secret Feng Shui shifts to attract self-confidence, abundance of love, and money you really desire. We'll be covering how to unlock unexpected money and opportunities, creating freedom for you to generously provide for your family and yourself like you want to. We'll be covering simple adjustments to invite flow and ease. Not just for the big manifestations, but for your day-to-day life. All of this will be covered in my new Manifesting with Feng Shui Masterclass. And the pre-sale is happening right now. You can claim your spot. You can go to my website, christinahollinger.com. You can look in the show notes of this podcast 
The pre-sale is happening until 1010. So if you're listening this to this on 1010 or before, click the button because you will get a sale discounted price right now. And if you're listening to this after that date, doors are open until the live event happens on 11.11 at 11 o'clock AM. This is a live event and it will be recorded so that you can have access to it and review it and replay it and watch it over and over again. However many times you need to, to get in alignment with your desires. This needs to be accessible to everyone. Manifesting is possible for you. It is possible for everyone. Let's go on and let's give you a little bit of feng shui. So today's focus is all about how to manifest with the five elements. So this is a module in my transformation series. And I don't know if you know this, but the transformation series has five modules and you can get a module a la carte. So if you don't want to invest in the whole transformation series, just know you can just focus on one module at a time. And today we're focusing on how to manifest with the five elements. This is one of my very favorite topics because this is what made me fall in love with feng shui. So today I'm going to give you three pointers on how you can manifest with the five elements. The first tip to manifest with the five elements is foundational. Let's cover the fact that there are five elements. They are wood, water, earth, fire, and metal. And these five elements interact with one another and all five elements can be represented in three different ways. Now, I hope you're taking notes because this is important. You can represent an element through shape, color, and the actual element itself. But here's where I really want you to focus. You don't have to do all three of these things to represent the element. The predominant way to represent an element is through the shape. And my interior designer friends love this fact because for example, the fire element is represented through the shape of a triangle and the color red, and then the actual element itself, candles, a fireplace, animal prints, feathers, those actually represent fire as well. But my designer friends love this because look at Alison Victoria from Windy City Rehab, for example, she hates red. You will never see Alison Victoria use red in her designs on HGTV, Windy City Rehab. I promise you that. And yet she can still apply the fire element by incorporating patterns that include triangles or animal print. And that would really activate the fire element, right? Even faux leather, vegan friendly leather is going to activate the fire element. You can dress yourself in fire. You can dress yourself in, you know, faux leather, animal prints, red lipstick, red nail polish. That's going to actually give you that fire energy. And it's going to give you the confidence that you so desire. And so you can actually 
embrace fire without red or fuchsia, which is another color that activates fire. So this is really key. You, you represent the five elements in three ways, shape, color, and the actual element itself. Tip two, hopefully you're familiar with the Bagua map. If you have not already downloaded my free feng shui 101 guide, go to christinahollinger.com, get my guide. You get a free Bagua map right away. And you'll get to see all nine areas of life that are associated with each gua. And what I really want you to understand is that each area of life is activated primarily by one of the elements. And then there's always like a secondary supportive element. And this is really important because it can really help expand. If you like design, it can help you expand how you design a room with intention. So I love to use the example of like the wealth gua, right? The wealth area is activated primarily by the wood element. So you'll use the shape, color, and the element of wood. You can also use the water element because water, think of a tree. When you've watered the tree, it nourishes and helps the tree grow. It helps your finances grow. So adding that water element to the wealth area is also going to help the flow of money and circulation. So again, this is just a really fun way to play with design, play with decor, use different shapes with intention in specific areas. And then the final thing, the third tip I would give you when manifesting with the five elements is that each area also has a destructive element. So just be mindful that, for example, if you're in the wealth area, the destructive element for the wood element is going to be fire. Fire burns the wood. So it doesn't mean you can't have a candle or two in your wealth area, but it helps you to identify, like, if I have a fireplace in my wealth area, that's a destructive element for that for my money. So I need to tone it down and balance the elements. So in my transformation series, in particular in the module, how to manifest the five elements, I help you understand all five elements, how to represent them with shape, color, and the actual element itself. And then I share with you which elements are the most effective in all nine areas of your life. And that's just a really great starting point for manifesting and designing a life with intention. You can shop your house, you can move decor around. I really would love for you to try manifesting with the five elements and let me know how it goes. All right. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and cut to the interview with Graham. He was amazing. I know you're going to love our conversation. So all right. Hey, Graham. How's it going? Thanks for being here. Feng Shui queen. Oh, <laughs> astrology king. Let's do this. Please let's do, let's do all the astro deep dives. <laughs> I love it. Well, I was telling Graham right before I hit record, we need to start recording this conversation because we were starting to get deep into conversation about how during this recording, it happens to be the Libra new moon. And I have a nephew on the way. So he's going to be a Libra. He's also going to have a Libra moon. He's going to be born during a Mercury retrograde. And I was sharing with Graham how excited I am because I don't have really any family members who are Libras. 
And um, that being said, Graham, I, I wanted to welcome you to the show and you are a Virgo and I'm still can't believe you're a Virgo because if you follow drunk astrology, which is his handle, <laughs> you're such a Leo vibe. Does anyone ever tell you that? Or yes, Aquarius, but I always something? say because so in my chart, you know, there's everyone. Well, most everyone knows like their top three or they've heard of their top three, their sun sign, their moon sign and their ascendant, their rising sign. All three of mine are Virgo. My Mercury is in Virgo. My Mars is in Virgo, but my Venus is in Leo. So that is the aesthetic. That is the planet that I always say, let that win, Graham. <laughs> like shut the Virgo down. <laughs> let the Leo win. Because the Leo energy just wants to play. You know, it, it's a little bit of drama. It's a little bit of flair. It's a little bit of adventure, spontaneity. And just like wants to dress up and like have a good time. Which now see, I'm new to new to astrology, but not that new because I know to ask this question, which house is your Venus in my 12th house? So that's my spiritual flair. So I've got the Leo energy, but in a Pisces ruled house, which is that spirituality. It's a little mystic. So I like to have fun with astrology, which is really the entire umbrella phrase for drunk astrology is let's just have fun with astrology. Like we can take the hard stuff, but we can turn it into something. It's about perspective shift, you know, like, you know, you might be down in the trenches, but how can you, how can you just like pitch a tent, grab a drink and enjoy yourself while you're down in the trenches? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. That's the thing about astrology. It's like, it can give you guidance, but it can't necessarily help you avoid life's challenges. Like you're still going to get impacted by the planets and the, uh, the way things align, but it's just nice to at least know that it's coming. Right. <laughs> I say this in my podcast all the time, just because I'm your astrologer does not mean I'm exempt from the energy, you know, it's just more, it's just more of like a roadmap, like, okay, I know enough of what to expect. So if something goes down, if they're, you know, if, if it's either me, or if it's an event, I can at least pinpoint it. And, and now I can label it and put it into like a cycle, depending on what planets are involved, depending on the aspects involved, whether there's a retrograde or not, you know, you can start to kind of align and kind of say, okay, when am I going to get on the other side of this? And that's what I do with my clients a lot is just, you know, a lot of people don't come to you when they're like, life is great. <laughs> they come to you because there's something afoot, whether there was an event or whether they're just mentally, they're not in the space they want to be. They don't know how to get to the space they want to be. And it's more like, let's look at your cosmic landscape and let's figure out what stories are afoot. Let's figure out because when we're looking at cycles, most likely, depending on how old someone is, most likely you've been through the cycle before. So you can look back and go, oh, okay. And you can get all those little chapters of a cycle to say, okay, well, if I'm back there again, how do I tell that version of me that's already been through it to do it better? Mm. 
I love that. So people are like, WTF, Graham, when is this going to end? Let me know. Let's get out the calendar here. And that's fantastic that at least we know we can go to you for these types of things, which is exactly why we're going to cover in a little bit, you know, a little bit about Saturn and Saturn returns and what your North node is. I know you said most people know their North node, but I didn't learn about my North node or my Saturn sign until about two years ago. So I just think that when you start to learn more about those signs, it's pretty fascinating because it paints a deeper picture of who you are as a person. And I just feel like, you know, you said you have a lot of Virgo in your chart. And then now that you're talking, I see the Virgo because you're like, you organize things through astrology. Like that's how you organize your life. You're like, okay, I need to know what the retrogrades are so I can understand what's practically happening right now in my life. You mean I organize my life? Well, look at you, such a Virgo. <laughs> He's showing me his planner now with like bullet points. Surprise, it's not color coded actually. Oh gosh, that would be a whole nother layer. You know, I'm also like a mutable maniac. So like I have like my levels of organization and then I have chaos. So I like to call myself organized chaos. <laughs> I love that. So I love you so much. And when I, we've been talking about having you on the show for a long time now. So I'm glad this moment has finally arrived. I started doing some digging on you, Graham, and I learned you have like a whole nother life. You have a whole nother Instagram <laughs> handle besides drunk astrology. Can we talk about that part and then how I don't know I want to know like the origin story of drunk astrology and also like you know I think it's a cool name and I was like do you like drink you know margaritas while you're giving the horoscopes <laughs> like is that why you give okay so just tell me the whole story how did you get into astrology what were you do what were you doing before so the origin story this is actually great because it combines both of my worlds okay so I, I'm originally from Kentucky I grew up I left there when I was 17, lived in South Carolina for a couple of years, and then I moved to LA in, let's see, what was that? August of 2005. So I moved here to become a professional dancer. I, it was my dream, and I had zero goose egg training as a dancer. I didn't grow up dancing, but I was sneaking into clubs when I was growing up at 15, and I fell in love with music. I fell in love with moving my body. I just... That was like my calling. And when we talk about the nodes, this is perfectly wrapped up. So I moved here to dance. And within a few years, I, you know, I got mentors, I went to classes, I got an agent. Um, but I started touring with Lady Gaga in 2009. And I toured with her all the way through the Vegas residency through the top of the pandemic. So while I was on tour, a, a complete mess, by the way, because like I was 20, I think I had just turned 23 when I started touring with her. And so, you know, me being like wild and rambunctious and energetic, not knowing dance politics, not knowing anything about that world. It was really like I got a grad degree in dance in like a month because of rehearsals and like learning what it was like to be in an environment, but be around people who have been doing this their whole lives. <laughs> so needless to say that first tour, I was so intimidated and I didn't necessarily feel like I wasn't comfortable. And that first tour was 19 months long. So I had never traveled the world. I had never been 
outside of the States by that point. So I, during the day was living my life sightseeing. Like I, I was an English major in college, got my degree in English literature. So, you know, I'm a nerd. So I was doing all the sightseeing, going all to the, you know, all the monuments and museums and things. And then at night when everyone else was going out to clubs and bars, I started studying astrology and I, astrology totally found me. You'll like totally hear this story from a lot of different astrologers. Like you weren't necessarily looking for it prior to being a dancer. I was broke as all get out. (laughs) And so I called it broke man's therapy. I wanted to, I needed, I needed to learn more and I needed help and I needed support. And one of my friends, Miranda, she also a Virgo, but she's older and she's a choreographer. So she mentored me through my career. She mentored me just in life. She's such a sage, this woman, right? So Scorpio rising, cancer moon, like just totally like took me under her wing and was like, all right, kid, let's get you together. But she's like, God, you're such a Virgo. So she started like sending me little like lectures on Virgo and like little like sound bites. I don't think at this point, maybe they were a podcast, but weren't on my radar then. Um, so I would just start listening and I felt like I was starting to understand myself more, but then I went on tour and then I was around a bunch of different people and a bunch of different energy that I'd never been around. And I started wanting to understand them more. It was like, okay, wait, I feel like I'm getting a grip of this like Virgo stuff, but now how come the Aquarian and I are butting heads like crazy? How come that Leo over there is driving me crazy? (laughs) You know, how come the Leo with all the Scorpio energy, how come we're like really close? And then how come that cancer and I, I'm like, I'm like, I turn into like mom, dad figure, like what is going on? So I just, I started just absorbing all the information and just, I, I really did. I was buying books around the world. So I was getting all, you know, I, I got this great moon book in Ireland and I got like, and then I would listen to, you know, just, I would find a bunch of different lectures. I'd buy all these lectures. I'd attend courses. So, you know, I, here I am like touring the world and like, you know, on a huge stage, 50,000 people crowds. And then I would go back and be like, sorry guys, I can't go out tonight because, you know, I have school. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like wait what are you talking about Graham like huh and um then the as the name started coming because I started it in 2018 July 23rd 2018 is when I started it and as I was touring you know like big high profile job you know, you'd end up in like these environments with like oh there's Mark Jacobs and like a slew of models and like oh there's uh, gosh, Quentin Tarantino, like, oh, everyone's just like hanging out backstage. And I would get super nervous and super uncomfortable and be like, oh my gosh, like, what is going, like, what am I doing here? Like, <laughs> whose life and, am I living? This is crazy. <laughs> well, Amazing. so then I, so then I would find the one person in that environment that would be like into the woo woo. You know, and it'd be like, you know, do you know what time you were born? Do you know <laughs> what's your sign? You know, what's your moon sign? Like, and I would just lock into that person and try and keep them as long as I could and just kind of like do like baby readings, but not really. And so I did this for years. Mm-hmm. So then my friends were like, okay, so are you ever going to like do this, do this? 
like, no, I can't do that. I mean, I can't let my teachers like see me doing astrology now. Like I would totally have like the imposter syndrome thing. And now some of my teachers, the Astro twins, like they would ever be like, oh no, gatekeep. Like, no, you can't do. Yeah. Right. You know, they're like the greatest people on the planet. (laughs) They are. So at a friend's wedding, I was like a bridesman and all the bridesmaids and I stayed in a house. This was in 2017. And we, at the rehearsal dinner, of course, we got super drunk (laughs) and we were on the front porch of the house we were staying in. And everyone was like, do my chart, do me, do my chart, do me. So there we were like way, way too inebriated to do it but I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, I, I can't believe this. This is crazy. It's like, you know me. And it's like, you know, some of us were just meeting for the first time. And so the next day, the guy I was dating called me early in the morning. So of course I was hungover, told him like what we had done. And he said something that, like he was a Gemini, super like witty and on fast. And he said something like, oh, like, oh, drunken astrology. Like, how funny is that? And I was just like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> hold on, (laughs) say that one more time. (laughs) And so I sat with it for a year because of course, imposter syndrome, I was like, I can't do anything with that. And it took one of my like Pisces soulmates a year later to say, you know what, enough's enough, Graham. Just get the Instagram handle. It doesn't matter if you do anything with it. Just, Just do it, just get it. And it was like July 22nd. And I was like, well, I don't want a cancer business. I want a Leo business. <laughs> I love that. So I waited for the, the next day and then I got the handle and it has morphed and turned into so like, I didn't have like a vision when I started it. I, it was just like, you know what? I feel like some of the astrologers that I know and love, like They've gone so down deep into like lingo that I wasn't enjoying it anymore. Now it's just like, oh, now it's gotten too like, like spiritual snobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, I no. So I was like, you know what, Graham, screw it. You know what? You do it and you fill the void that you're looking for. Like you mm-hmm. saw if you if you want something that's more fun and lighthearted while also acknowledging the hard stuff, like the bigger cycles, then be that do that. And so that was like, that was it. I mean, and I left all my first videos because what you get today is not even remotely what I was doing back then. (laughs) I need to do more digging. And clearly I didn't do enough digging because when you said you went on tour with Lady Gaga, I had no clue that that's what you, you're, I, I don't even know. Do you have your other Instagram handle linked to your drunk astrology? Like, I don't even know how I found the other account that you have, but I was like, wait, Graham's dancing. So I'm still stuck on this and then we can move on. But like, okay, you had no dance background, but you ended up going on tour as a professional dancer with Lady Gaga. How did that even happen? And like, you were saying this is so tied to your tour, your North Node sign. Sorry, I'm a Taurus North Node. That's what I was thinking. Same, I don't know what same, you're doing. You are? Yes, oh, we're both in our nodal return right now. I think that I wrote, I think I wrote you one day when you, you said something and then I DM'd you like, oh yeah, nodal return. Like, Okay. We, this is, we gotta get there. We got to talk about that. And that's probably what gave me the idea that we need to talk about this. Oh my God. So yeah. Tell me about how that happened. How did you, cause I think that that's extremely aspiring, inspiring AF because hello, like for someone to have the courage 
to try out to tour with a pop star goddess and queen like Lady Gaga. Like that took a <laughs> lot of courage to do. And then not only did you try out, but you made it. So, and what, how did this happen? It's amazing. It's a, it's a series of fortunate events. Okay. And, um, you were I mean, self-taught like you, cause you, you said you snuck into clubs and things like that. I mean, did you have to continue to work at it as you were yeah. on tour essentially? Like, oh, yeah. did you no. kind of so, learn as you went along? So, and that, yes. And that is really like the gift of my mutable mania is being able to really chameleon wherever I land. I'm almost better. I actually would say I am better being a fish out of water than I am when I like sit here and like over prepare and like, cause all my stress happens before. And then when I'm in it, I'm like, Oh, now what was I even freaking out about? Because like, you know, that you're fine. You're, you're comfortable once I get in it, mm. but it's that lead up. Um, but well, so I moved here and here was the thing as a dancer, I could freestyle. I have natural rhythm. I can dance. But you give me choreography when I first moved here, I couldn't turn and land on beat. I couldn't like I didn't understand like precision. I, it was just like, wait, what? Hold on. Like I could do it like, oh, I might move like this just on my own as a freestyle. But now you're telling me what to do. And I have to hit certain marks and positions. I can't move. I have to stay in my spot. Like, wait, all of that was really new and it took me two years to even get an agent because I would go to auditions and fail miserably I mean I was laughed out of auditions because I was just I was wild and I it was just and I didn't I didn't have the form and structure and that's what and that's what a Taurus North Node is looking for you know so I was living my node and the fact that it was like, you need to learn like the tradition because Taurus is a traditional earth sign. You need to learn like this form, this structure, you're, you know, being precise, showing a line. But it was, that was hard. It was really hard to maintain my like raw dance ability and rhythm with the form and structure and not lose while gaining the structure, which you know, can feel like a little mathematical. Like to me, that's what I was feeling. It was like, oh my gosh, but this is like math. I want to put a little more sauce on it. I want to put a little something more. So I had great teachers and I, you know, a mentor that took to me um, about six months of living here and taking his class, you know, it, it, I had tried once to get him to mentor me one-on-one -on -one, and he walked out on me within the first like 20 minutes and said, I can't help you. I like, they're, they're, like, here's your money back. I can't, I can't help you. And I, and so here's the thing about me. I am so persistent. Mm -hmm. You know, if I want something I can, and that's that Leo, that Leo Venus, man, it latches on and it's not letting go until it gets what it wants. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Especially when I know it's, the, it's right. Like I'm on the right path. Cause there's, I have a bunch of 12th house planets. So it's, mm -hmm. there's an intuition there. There's a channel there where it's just like, no, 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 this is the path. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for get healthy with sound 
a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Like, keep going. And so I kept going to his class. I didn't care. I was like, you know, no, 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 because I know you've got what I need. And in, in about six months after he walked out on me, he called me and said, you really want to do this? And I said, sure do. And yeah. so through him, that was like really the beginning. Through him, I met who was to become Gaga's choreographer. And we would club together. And so that's the thing. The club for me was always my way of emoting. Mm-hmm. So whether I was celebrating a good grade on a paper or some bad boyfriend, you know, ticked me off, I let it out through dance. So I didn't go out to get smashed and to get drunk or to meet anybody. I went to sweat. I went to like emote. Mm-hmm. That was my whole thing. People used to ask me all the time, like, oh, where do we get what you're on? I'm like, baby, talk to the, you know, the bad boyfriend. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm on that nonsense that's happening over there. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. What an, what an incredible and inspiring story of, you know, an example of perseverance. And it's just like, so I know someone listening like needed to hear that today. So thank you for sharing that. That is, I'm so blown away by it. And that's why, I mean, I knew having you on the show, it would help our listeners with, you know, understanding themselves more deeply, but I also knew that there was something to the name drunk astrology. And I didn't know what that story was going to be, but I truly love it. And I am so glad that you have that handle and that you're using that and that you are putting your own flavor into astrology. Only the only flavor that you could do, you know, it's like, it's so special. Um, so let's, let's get to it. Like I mean, I know we're, we can reverse it. Well, let's talk about, instead of talking about Saturn right away, well, we can end on that note. We can yeah. start maybe talking with, you know, I'm curious to know if we could uh, help listeners understand what their North node is and what it symbolizes. And then on a side note, I'm just curious, like, uh, since we're both Taurus North nodes, does that mean that you're also a Scorpio South node? Is it always exactly opposite the, yes. the opposite signs yourself? So we're coming from that mystical, spiritual, you know, all of the things Scorpio, like that mystic Shadow, in you is so but... natural, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then moving into Taurus, it's just, um, that really makes a lot of sense for me because I'm a Libra. So I love beauty and aesthetics anyway, and that's ruled by Venus, but Taurus is also ruled by Venus. And, you know, I, I love interior design and beauty. And that's part of feng shui that I really do appreciate is the aesthetic difference that you can visually see. And then that mystical piece is that Scorpio that loves that. You can feel the difference of the energy when you're working with feng shui. Well, and one of the things that I love about the content that you've put out you put something out about invisible manifestations. Now that's a Scorpio South node because that's the realm of things felt, but not seen. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing things like putting a picture, like in, inside a picture frame, that's like, you know, I don't know, in your travel and helpful people corner, this is something that I've done. I have, even though I have a picture of my mom, cause I lost my mom when I was three. So I have her over there and, and with, with a statue of like the Buddha And so she's there as one of my guides, but I also was like, yeah, but like, 
I've taken so many amazing trips with my partner and I want that energy there. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, and I want Buddha's protection. I want my mom's protection. I want her guidance. Like, so it's just like, so I just slipped a little picture of us, you know, behind that frame as just a way of saying like this, all this, all, all this energy is wrapped up into this one thing, even though you don't see it. That's Scorpio, like in a nutshell, that is Scorpio. The, the feelings are so real, but there doesn't necessarily mean there's something tangible. The Taurus North Node is looking for the tangible. I want to measure it. I want to see it. I want to touch it. I want to feel it. I, if I want this wall to be pink, then it needs to be a pink wall. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I need to see it. And we like some luxury. So like you and I would just have so much fun. Like when I make it out to California, because now I'm just acquiring so many great friends in California. When I get out there, we would just have like such a great dinner and just enjoying all like the amazing food and just like oh, yeah. cherishing the the beautiful scenery. I'm sure you like to go places that just have like a beautiful surrounding and just make you feel really good. So, okay, let's let the listeners know what a North Node is, because this is interesting to me. It seems like the South Node is what maybe comes naturally to you and is your comfort zone, but your North Node is what you aspire to do. And like you were saying with your example with becoming a dancer for Lady Gaga, it's like, it wasn't necessarily your comfort zone, but it was very Taurus energy to have to learn the choreography and like the tradition. So what about everyone else who's listening, who has these North nodes? how can they figure it out? And like, I don't know, you, you kind of let me know how you want to teach yeah. about this. This is your thing. So, so the nodes are points around the moon. So they're not actual planets. They're not actually like asteroids. They're not comets. They're just points around, they're mathematical points around the moon. Um, so they're, they're officially the lunar nodes or like the nodes of fate. So the north node is this karmic destiny point. And it is what you are meant to move towards. It's not that you ever master this energy, but it is what you're supposed to be trying to master. The south node is like, it's exactly that. It's that comfort zone. It's like, you come into this world with these karmic gifts from a previous life you walk into it. So you have a little bit of like, oh, okay, I'm good here. Like I, you know, so in times of like discomfort, I can come here, but you can't stay there too long. When you're going towards your South node, when you're going to what you know, you are not getting out of that comfort zone. You are not pushing the limits of what you're capable of. Mm -hmm. So to find your nodes, you just need to pull your chart. You know, I have, I have a birth chart calculator through my website. I took it down. It's not public, but um, there's so many great calculators on the internet that you can just, you know, astro.com, um, astro charts. I even think astro-charts.com. There's just so many. You can say like. Well, our friends, the Astro Twins, who I, they were teaching you, you go to astrostyle.com and the Astro Twins have calculators for everything. And you could yeah. probably specifically <laughs> just get your North Node. They're like, the, yeah, there's something in their chart that's really good with technology. But um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So find your North Node and then. Like, so for like you having a Scorpio South node, like comfort zone, like I pull angel cards and I do a lot of, you know, that meditation and journaling and going within. So that's good. But like to get out of that, it's like, you have to push yourself and like, really like be out in the world. That's well, like you want to know, you want to know where they live. Right. So mm -hmm. a lot of times like, it, oh, uh, you want to know, yeah, you want to know what houses they're in. And so if you don't see the South node, but you see the North node, so like how you and I have a Taurus North node, 
you just, you have to ask yourself, what's the opposite sign? So if you don't know that, you might just have to just Google it and to just to find out. So knowing that I am a Taurus North Node, I know that I'm a Scorpio South Node. So they're directly opposite each other. So my North Node lives in the ninth house. So my South Node lives in the third house. So my close friends or working with my close friends can becomes a bit of like a karmic comfort zone. I'm really good within my like immediate surroundings, my close knit circle. But what's the third house represent that you're so, referring so to? So third house is the Gemini. It's it's your it's like your squad. It's okay. it can be siblings, it can be cousins, um, like friends that are like family. So there's a family component, but it can also be like the friends that are like family. Um, and I have uh, <laughs> when we talk about Saturn, because I also have Saturn in the third house. So there's there's karmic lessons there. And I've definitely learned that I've had two big phases of working with friends like best friends that went south because I did not learn my Saturn lesson that comes with that south node. <laughs> so mm -hmm. once you learn a Saturn lesson twice, then you go, okay, boundaries set, you know, contracts are meant to protect a relationship, not something to be shy of in a, in a friendship when you're working together at the same time. Mm -hmm. so there, there's a whole energy there. So it was just like, okay, I need to be more in that Taurus North node in the ninth house, which is the Sagittarius ruled house. I need to be more out there. I need to be more adventurous. It's also me publishing. It's me as a leader, which is the thing that happened, not that happened, but the thing I started feeling towards like, towards the beginning of the pandemic was like, I'm in the background, you know, I'm supporting this amazing person and this amazing artist, but I'm in the background. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, the North Node is this like push in this pull. It's not necessarily a voice that you like listening to, but it's like when you know that you're meant to do something more than what you're currently doing, it's your North Node whispering to you, talking to you like, no, you, you're, you're meant to be like, this is my dialogue. Like, I know that I'm meant to be in on camera. Like, I don't always have to be because at the time, last three and a half years of my career as a dancer, I was also an assistant choreographer. So I was behind the scenes, I was behind the camera way more. And I enjoy it. I enjoy the logistics, all that Virgo energy. I love organizing, scheduling, administrative, you know, making things work, the mechanics of it. I love that. But at the same time, I was like, oh, I, I'm, I'm pulled. I'm being pulled to do something more. Like I want, you know, I want to be on TV. I want to be doing drunk astrology all around. I, I want it. There's so much I wanted to do mm -hmm. or that I want to do. And that's that North node pull. It's like, cause it makes me nervous. You're not good at your North node. You suck at it actually, you know, but you're meant to keep trying until, you know, you just, you just have to keep doing it. You just, you just gotta keep you know, because you get better. It's learning through experience. If I was going to sum up your North Node, it's your destiny. It's your karmic destiny, but it's learning through experience. No amount of studying because my ninth house is also like education. It's learning. It's teaching. Um, so, yeah, there's a component there of like, oh, and with astrology, and you know this, I'm sure with feng shui, you never stop learning. There's so many avenues to astrology. There's so many different house systems. There's so many, there's just different variations of this one umbrella term. So you never stop, but it's like, oh, okay. 
now that I know that I just have to, uh, I got to just try everything. And that's really what I've been doing with this business is trying everything. <laughs> I love it. It's, you know, and I mean, you said you suck at whatever it is that you're like feeling called to do. You might not be good at it at first. And then it's like, you grow into it and that's part of your life path. Uh, I just want to let you know that I think you're rocking it and I'm loving watching your evolution. <laughs> And just a couple of things, just like for the listeners, so that like, we can all make sure like we're kind of, I just want to capture what you just said a little bit. So if I want to know a little bit more about what my destiny is, my karmic destiny is, I would want to know what sign my North node is, but then I'd also, cause that's going to help me understand the characteristics of what I'm trying to grow into. But then I also want to know which house it's in. And not that I expect you to go through all the houses, but are there nine houses or 10, 12, 12. Okay. Like so 12 signs, 12 yes. houses. Duh. Okay. See, I, I'm getting it. I will you get are. It. No, listen, the house, you know how long I, I knew avoided. I avoided the houses like the plague. I was like, how much more can I learn about these planets? How much more can I learn about these signs? I do not want to do, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I resisted it forever. Cause like each house represents so many different things. So it's just like, how are you supposed to keep up with this? Like, I can't, you know, it's just like, Whoa. and it wasn't until I really played around with it that, and that that's how it really started sticking was like, Oh, when the moon's in my second, I should be evaluating my finances. Okay. You know, like as because the moon is the fastest moving celestial body. So that's the one that's the most fun to play with. Like, because within within a month, the moon goes through all the all the signs twice, pretty much. So, mm -hmm. you know, you get like so you just start seeing like, oh, on a daily basis, like, you know, and that's why I do my weekly podcast to break down where the moon is, what the planets are doing, what cycles are afoot. So you can kind of anticipate what's the weather to come. Mm. because that's it was a podcast from another astrologer in new york that i absolutely love her name is ann ortley and that's how i learned so much about like she was really a good proponent of pushing like try it you know start something under a void moon see how that goes for you you know and it's like oh i did that and wow it, it surely you know things start things that you begin under a void moon they don't they don't tend to last or like if you do a big grocery shop under a void moon they go bad because you end up eating out all week. You know, like it's, it's so fun to like, you know, What's I a void some... moon then. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'm getting, is that too much? To there's so, I know there's, there's so, so much like, cause I'm already thinking like, okay, so there's 12 houses. It's just good to know like where your North node is, whatever house it's in, it's going to really emphasize like what it is that you're going to be growing into and focusing on. So that's a good starting point for us. And, you know, Here's what I do want to say about the moon, though. I want to ask this. So I'm a Libra. Is the moon, I always wonder, because I read the Astro Twins and I, I look at your horoscopes as well, and you're always talking about, is the moon the same for everyone? Like, so for all Libras, the moon is going to be in your whatever house. Is that, can you make that blanket statement for all Libras or no? So there's your natal moon. So in your chart, like, do you know your moon sign? Aries. Yes. Oh, you're a full moon baby. Okay. Oh, I am. I am. Yeah, oh, see, you're you so need, good. I love you. Need to be, you know. should just keep putting out. Just keep putting out. The full <laughs> so moons keep, are just keep doing this podcast. I know. I feel like I'll never end because I also have a Jupiter and Capricorn. So 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Luck, mm -hmm. luck in and Mars and Capricorn. Woo! Just don't isolate yourself. That's the only thing about that Capricorn energy. It can okay. isolate. Mm. Okay, I'll try not to do that. See, that's my, I... my joke with Capricorn energy in a chart, especially when it's in your personal planets, the sun, moon, Mercury, Mars, Venus, is, you know, you might get to the top of that mountain, mm -hmm. but don't forget that there's a whole village at the base having a good time while you're up there like, see, look, look what I accomplished. But mm. you're isolated from your community, you know, so you have to look at cancer, which is like the home and family and foundation and like, you know, hey, go have fun over there too. balance that out. <laughs> yes, thank you for that. And, the, you know, maybe that's why God made me a Libra too, because like to hopefully keep in relationship. But okay, so this is good. I just hope that listeners understand, like, if you didn't know what your North node was or that you even had one, hopefully now you have some insight and you got a little homework tonight to go, <laughs> to go find out what it is and maybe what house it's in. I know I'm going to be checking out my chart to find out which house my North node's in, but let's talk about, I mean, I hate to end on such a, such a bummer, but let's talk about Saturn. <laughs> I mean, why do I feel like I, I, it's not that I have anything against Saturn, but what I know about Saturn, this is my background that I understand is that it can represent challenges in mm -hmm. your life. And when you talk about Saturn in return, then that's the time of like extreme challenge, possibly, <laughs> but you probably have a more, a better way to explain it. And maybe like not so scary way to explain yeah, it. Yeah. I've got some perspective on it. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear about it. <laughs> Okay, so here's the thing about Saturn. So I call him the astro dad or the cosmic curmudgeon. And you can also apply the curmudgeon to Pluto because Pluto, you know, when you have Pluto transits, it's like going to hell and back. It can be depending on how he's transited or how he's showing up in your chart. But with Saturn, so as like this cosmic dad figure, the Saturn return happens when it takes Saturn 29 years ish, 28 to 30 is like the age range of your Saturn return. So it takes that planet that long to go through all 12 zodiac signs from the time you were born to the time you hit that age range of 28 and 30. So that makes that whole cycle in astrology, you're not considered an adult until you get through your Saturn return, your first one. Wow. Because you're meant to learn all the lessons dad has to teach you, <laughs> right? So Saturn stays in a sign every two and a half years, right? So it takes him two and a half years to get through a sign and then he moves into the next. He might retrograde back into the former sign for a second and then he's off. So as you are growing up, as you are maturing, you, you know, there's like all these cycles with Saturn, like seven, 14, 21, you hear these ages and you go, oh, okay. Seven's when you really start kind of like clapping back. How old are your kids? Eight and five. So I'm thinking my Abby's the eight-year-old. So she might have like a little Saturn something going on. Yeah. A little Saturn square, a little something. Uh -huh. um, but like you, you hear like there's maturity, like seven, eight around that time where it's just like, Oh, you really got an opinion now. <laughs> like, okay. 14, you look at puberty. 21, adulthood. You're really like getting out there. 28, the return begins. Mm -hmm. So now for that two and a half year cycle, as Saturn is back in the original sign he was in when you were born, it's like dad asks you, so did you learn your lesson? <laughs> 
So your first 28 to 30 years, you're learning lessons. And Saturn represents challenge, yes, limitations, yes, but also form, structure, discipline, responsibility, accountability. So by the time you're 30 and you get through that return energy and now you're off into the next 29 years, now you've, you've learned your lesson, you know, ideally, now you live your lesson. And so you live responsibly. You live with accountability, not just for yourself, but holding others around you accountable, right? And so you start like, did you establish boundaries? That's one of like Saturn's key words is our boundaries. And so when you find Saturn in your chart, well, where do I need the boundaries? Like I told you before, my Saturn's in my third house best friends, close friends, where my South Node lives too. So it feels really good to me to work with the people that I'm closest to, but it requires the dance with Saturn is they require boundaries, contracts, agreements to protect the relationships. Well, I didn't do that and I didn't do it twice. And because I didn't, I lost, I lost those relationships. South Node is loss, release, so, you know, there's a dance there. So that's, that's when you want to like look at the whole chart to get the whole landscape of the person because, you know, just in life without astrology, you know that we're a multi-layered individuals. So from a Saturn perspective, you're meant to create boundaries somewhere or you, that's the focus. Wherever he falls in your chart, whatever house he's in, that's where you need the most work. Mm. So it's not, Yes, it could be challenging. And yes, when, like, so when I lost that friend on my Saturn return, that first best friend, when like she and I like split and it was cold turkey done, I wasn't surprised by it because one, astrology helped because I was like, oh, wow. Under a Saturn return, structures that do not support your purpose mm-hmm. fall apart. And when you know that, you, you then the inner dialogue shifts because when once you start getting into astrology, now you have a responsibility, Saturn, mm-hmm. to now shift your perspective. If something falls or relationships fall apart under your Saturn return, something about that dynamic does not support what you're what you're here for, what you're supposed to be doing. So it should give you a little bit of comfort. And now you have to say, how do I not do this again? Because that's what Saturn is trying to, he's pushing on you to just mm-hmm. say, hello, I've, I've taught you this before. And this is what I experienced last year when I had my second Saturn lesson <laughs> was I told you this before. So, you know, you know, dad energy of just like that, like, I told you so. Why didn't you listen? I know it's the harder thing to do, but by doing the harder thing, you actually reward yourself and the other people, whoever else is involved. There's rewards there. So you have to do the hard thing. But, you know, my hard thing is mixed with my comfort zone. So it's like, (gasps) do I have to? And now I know, yes, Graham, you have to. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It is hard. It's hard to do the the harder thing. But at the same time, the rewards of pushing through those challenges is priceless. And I mean, we're here on earth. We, we signed up, whatever it is you believe, but I believe we signed up to come to this earth school and that our soul does have a purpose and a plan to expand. And one thing I learned is that 
actually Ophi of the Astro Twins was the first astrologer to ever read my chart. I had never had a chart reading before that. And she was the one who told me that I had had a Saturn return when I was around 27, 28, which is when I got married. And it was also a time in my life. And I tell this story to my listeners often where I had a new teaching job, a workout regimen that kept me busy. And I was like getting in the best shape ever. And yet deep down, something felt like it was missing and I couldn't shake it. I couldn't figure out what I was longing for. And that's when I discovered feng shui. And it was at that time when, I mean, that changed my whole life, my whole world. And so it's been 10 years now of of using feng shui to help me you know, I didn't realize I was an empath that I was picking up on other people's thoughts, feelings, emotions. And I was going out into the city because I lived in Chicago and the South Loop of Chicago. I was going out completely unaware and unprotected, you know, like no energy bubble around me. Didn't have any idea what a crystal would have done for me. And so when I was introduced to feng shui and simultaneously introduced to like Hay House and all of those amazing authors like Gabby Bernstein and things like that, it, it really became a, a game changer for me, Kyle Gray and angels, right. And learning how to talk to my angels. And so, yeah, it's pretty fascinating just to, um, to hear you speak of, you know, what the Saturn return is. I've never heard it described as a, a father figure, but that makes sense. And overall, I appreciated how you explained it because it's just a lesson for all of us that like astrology and following this is not really anything to fear as much as it's something that we can just like, it's going to just help us to understand our situation and circumstances. And then maybe we could even adjust some of our choices and decisions or push through fear um, and come out on the other side, knowing what's going around on around us. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you give yourself like, especially if there's anyone listening, that's not in their Saturn return yet. If you're, if you're younger than 28, you know, you can, you can know that if you feel directionless, if you feel purposeless, that likely your Saturn return brings that into focus. And it can come in like a wrecking ball, you know, where like you discovered feng shui, you got married. So it, the, the foundation of your life, the structure of your life completely changes. Mm -hmm. So it can be a little bit of like an earthquake energy, but sometimes, and I think depending on what your experience was that whole time, it can be a welcome shakeup of like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like this is it. This is my direction. This is my purpose. So you discover your purpose first 28, 30 years, you live your purpose. The next 28, 30 years, you teach your purpose Mm -hmm. the next you know, you turn around and you find those one, the, the youngins that are like not, you know, that are kind of like lofty and wild. And, you know, we're, we're meant to be a little immature, you know, for a while there's lessons in the immaturity too. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that's really the life cycle of Saturn. Discover purpose, live your purpose, teach your purpose. Ooh, so we're living it. Are you, you're living your purpose right now, right? Like, I mean, you've had your Saturn return. Mm-hmm. So, and I think living the purpose, and I think one of the things to point out for us, cause there's so many cycles and this is where I really nerd out with astrology. And so for anyone that is like scared of astrology or like, I don't believe in that stuff. 
it's not it's not a belief system when you really get into like how I do every single week the podcast for the weather ahead it's math and science it just comes down to angles mm. it comes down to cycles and then you know it, it's the symbolism that I think a lot of people like resist or it's like the the bad newspaper horoscopes that I used to read like they were almost always the same like growing up and be like Every Sunday, they're, they're like the same. They say the same thing. You know, it's like, so if that was your only experience, you hear horoscope and you just think like, I don't believe in that stuff. But when you get into like hardcore astrology and you're really like peeling back the layers of the cycles, you just really understand that it's like, oh my gosh, like it helps to know the cycles when you're in one, like you, you and I are. I want to I speak on the nodal return because you okay. and I are in, it's a big, because it's a biggie. Okay. You'll have to do that. You'll have to do that before you go. Cause I think that that sounds really interesting now, but I'm also a little nervous after rehashing what Saturn return does <laughs> because you said like my Saturn return, it was a welcome change. I'm so grateful. I found feng shui, but what I will say is like, it was very uncomfortable leading up to that point because you get to a point sometimes in your life when you just feel so desperate, you'll do almost anything to feel better. And you're just like, there's gotta be more than this. There's gotta be I didn't know what it was kind of how you were, you know, after your shows with Lady Gaga telling the the rest of the crew, Hey, I'll see you later. I got to go and, you know, study astrology. It's like <laughs> you knew you were a seeker at that time because you were looking for answers. Your soul was your higher self was calling you to seek out something more. And I'm sure you're grateful that you did that and that you're at the place where you are because what I say about feng, and then this is what happened to me, like with feng shui, what I say about it is the more I practiced it, the more I felt clear on my purpose and the more I started to expand. And I feel that discomfort is the opposite of expansion in a way. I feel like when you're expanding and you're living your life on purpose, that's like one of the greatest feelings in the world. And I think that that's what our soul longs for is to grow and to expand into the highest versions of ourselves. But before that is sometimes, many times, discomfort, depression, anxiety, or some darkness that you have to kind of go through and face the shadow side, I guess people call it in order to really come to terms with, you know what, there's something else more for me. And it takes time, trial and error sometimes to, to figure out what that something is. But you know what, listeners, you know, you've got Graham and I right here telling you, like, we both have different paths that we took, you know, Graham's teaching about astrology and helping people and serving in that way. And I've come full, full term, like I'm, I'm working it as a full-time uh, feng shui practitioner, teacher, and helping people in that aspect. And those are two different paths, but at the same time, you know, it's, it, I don't know what your path is. I'm talking to the listeners right now. I don't know what exactly what's pulling you right now, but if you're hearing this, I feel like it's something that you need to hear that like, you know, like if there, if you feel like you need to change or you feel pulled to do something different, that this is your sign, like to go for it. That's all I can say about that. Okay. Follow the electricity. When you feel that electric surge Joy. in your body, mm -hmm. that is how you know. Every time I get a, a notification that I booked a reading, I get that like, I'm nervous, I'm excited. And if it's a new client, it's even like, oh my God, oh my God. I get another chart that I get to like unravel. It's, it's a privilege 
You know, it's an honor of like getting to, and that's how I know it's the right thing. Mm. It's just like, oh, there it is. There's that excitement when I get to do events. I love doing events. I love when people come up and I have all my cards and I do, you know, I do like bite-sized astrology, but I have layers of cards and I started doing um, subscription readings where, you know, that. tell me about that really quickly. Cause I thought uh, that was really cool. That's like for the, that's for the person who wants like more support and guidance. You have layers, levels of how much yep, you can sure have. do. I've got daily, weekly, and monthly. And so it's like, I look at the chart and then I, and I look at what's going on, you know, whether it's the month, the week or the day ahead. And I use the cards to just kind of add layers to like, cause astrology and oracles or cards, whatever cards you like to use, they go, they're so supportive and there's timelines involved. And that's what, that's what I've really discovered already with the people that have signed up is that, you know, they have questions on, well, you know, what's my timeline on this? Like, I want to start this new thing and I know it's the right thing, but I don't know how long I should be gauging, you know? And it's just like, oh, well, here you go. There's a Mars retrograde. So you're going to have to explore your options. You know, you're going to have to, and then the cards really support and go, oh, spring equinox. Okay. So you're looking at Aries season 2023, you know, and then you can just then that gives some solace of like, okay, I don't have to figure this all out right now. Retrograde energy, retrograde seasons. I got to take my time. It can be a little frustrating because you might not get what you want when you want it. Exactly. But there's, there's, a, there's a point. There's a reason. You know, retrogrades aren't, they get a bad rep, you know, especially Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> especially Mercury. But, you know, the idea is like there is beauty in the slowdown. There is, there is a reason that you're being called to, to bring it back a second or to dial it in and to do a little bit more research or do a little bit more reflection. There, there, is, there are action steps during retrogrades, but a lot of time people are like, oh, that stupid ex is going to come back. No, you know, or like, you know, I was late to my appointment and it got rescheduled or I forgot my appointment. You know, there's all the things that, yes, it comes with. But of course, with everything, there is a higher reasoning for like why certain things don't, you know, they don't happen as you want them to or expect them to during that phase. I love that. And I remind my listeners every time I've had a couple of astrologers on the show and numerologists and everything. And it's like, you're just reminding us right now that there is a universal energy or cosmic energy that influences all of us. And when you're aware of the energy, you can go with the flow instead of swimming against the current. And that's yeah, exactly lean what in. you just described. Yeah, lean exactly. in. You know, I if you keep that. pushing, if you keep swimming upstream, oh my gosh, you're going to exhaust yourself. And, you know, and I have to do it every single time. Mercury's my ruling planet. So every single time I try, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to, I'm going to be flowy. I'm so much better. I get better each and every time. Right. Remember the North node, you know, I still kind of suck at it. I just get better each time. <laughs> I love that. Um, but okay. I just want to do the nodal return so that people can okay. really understand the age range. Right. So you have your Saturn return age Perfect. ranges. That's 28 to 30, 56, 58. These are area codes, 84 to 86. And my God, if you get to the fourth, Saturn return at 113. Screw the lessons, you know, just throw caution to the wind. <laughs> For sure. Um, but nodal returns every 18 to 19 years. Okay. 
So just think when you're 18, 19, that's that first level. Like now you're an adult, like you're in the States, you're an adult Mm -hmm. at 18. Um, Now 36 to 38. So this is purpose, passion, fulfillment, destiny, you know? So at 18, you know, I don't know about you. I went to college Mm -hmm. and, you know, I left. So there's that education side of my North node in the ninth house. I felt like I had a, I I was kind of conflicted. I I knew I wanted to get out of Kentucky. I was like, I have to get out of here. No one understands me. Little did I know I didn't understand me, (laughs) but I knew that I wanted to get out and I wanted to go. And there's that ninth house travel component too. So I went to South Carolina. Um, And then at the end of that cycle, I realized that that location wasn't for me. And I moved to LA to become a dance, like to become a dancer and to get educated in dance while also pursuing my, um, my degree. So I did it both, but it's like that whole cycle was preparing for graduation. Where am I going to go? I moved, I did it. And at the end of the cycle was like, "Mm, I'm not mad at school, but I need to do this dance thing. And I, Mm -hmm. and at the end of that cycle, I landed here and I started my next 18, 19 years. So now here at 37, I'm in the middle of that nodal return. Like, okay, so it's almost like you're starting over again in a, in a way where it's just like, oh my gosh, I just did this whole thing, this whole 18, 19 years of like learning, you know, feeling like I followed my, my calling. I followed my, my destiny and my purpose, mm-hmm. but closer I got to this nodal return there was like more whispers like you're not just a dancer Graham you're not there's not there's more you got more there and all that Virgo energy I love to be of service I like to help I like to I like to be with uh, like among people and help people and you know I feel like the astrology is my tool to really like spread assistance or spread service but it was like the more and more I dove into like leading up to, you know, being 36 and hitting my nodal return last year, I, that there was just that whisper again. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, I mean, I already had drunk astrology, but it was just like, I don't know anything about business. I don't know. Like, what what am I supposed to be doing? Like I was an English major. I was a French major. I just, you know, I liked all the creative artistic beauty things, you know? And it was like, what? Like when I was doing the, the yearly horoscopes for, from, I was in 2019 for 2020. I was like, I don't know what this like big thing is. I don't know what this is, but like, I guess I got to build drunk astrology. Like, I guess I got to like put some structure behind it. Um, Cause I didn't have a website until the top of the pandemic. I was about to open my doors for in-person readings. Like, I don't know if I'm going to have anybody show up, but I guess I'm going to like figure it out. And in March, <laughs> was when oh, I was like, course. I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Not, and then I learned March about 2020. Zoom. <laughs> yeah. And then we all learned, we all learned about Zoom. It's so funny because, so I have, we're the same age. I'm 37 still for a couple more weeks. And I mean, I, maybe I guess we're a year apart. Cause you probably just turned 37 since you're a Virgo. Yeah. Um, but in 2020, that's when I, went on HGTV with Allison Victoria and before the, yeah, before the episode came out, I was behind the scenes, like 
shoot, I got to like fix my website. I need to like look legit so that when I get on (laughs) HGTV, people actually see, you know, this, this professional business and everything. And so I learned a lot in the past few years, um, ever since 2020, especially, and it just seems very, uh, this just really resonates with me. I'm like, wow, okay, this makes sense. That's like, I'm being called to step into my purpose even more, right? It's and the, it's the next yeah. level. It's the next yeah. evolution of it. And so just like any beginning, I mean, I, I give this lesson to clients all the time. The beginning is always messy. Mm-hmm. It's always trial and error. It's never like, you know, it's from your mistakes that you create the structure and the form. I can't even tell you how many different iterations of my website there have been <laughs> because I do it all myself. And then I get, you know, I get eyes on it. I get feedback back and it's, oh, okay, hold on. And then after I step away from it for a while, I'm like, oh, okay, hold on. And then it wasn't until recently that one of my brother's wife, he, she is um, like an expert, like marketing person and web design and whatever. And she looked at my website because I had a huge meeting. This is a few weeks back. And I was like, I get the feeling that my website isn't what it should be. So I asked her like, hey, can you just like lay eyes on this? And she was like, well, I'm looking for the nice way to say this website is garbage. <laughs> so it's like, oh no. oh no, I was like, you know, my meeting's in a week. And so, you know, she put me on the path and then I completely dilapidated and turned that website into what it is now, which is like the most beautiful thing that I've ever seen ever. And, you know, I get to say like, I did it, but there's that North node. Like it's not the, the astrology part. I know I'm good at that. And I know Mm -hmm. that the service I provide is helpful and it's guidance. Like I, the more and more people I meet, the more my testimonials, you know, grow and grow. And so I'm confident in that, but it's this structure, that Taurus North node part of my, my ninth house. It's the, it's the back end of everything where I'm like, oh my God, you know, and I have a wholesale business now with like my candles that I created in the last couple of years. So it's like, oh my gosh, how did I uh, turn a service business into a product business? And now I have to learn about wholesaling. Like, what? <laughs> I need to learn that. I know it's like that taking the idea and making it, well, you're also a Virgo. So you can actually take some really great ideas and make them actually happen. So that's good. Like you're putting things into practice, but I really resonate. And like, as soon as we're getting off this call, I'm going to go look at my chart and find out which house my North node is in, because I have a sneaky suspicion. You and I have very similar charts. I feel what's like your, it might be in the sixth or in, it might be in the sixth or it might be in the ninth. Uh, my rising is Taurus. No, wow. no. Is that possible? You're, you're either going to be a 12th and sixth house baby or a first oh. and seventh house baby with your, with your nodes. Oh, 12th and first. That so it's like either it going to be. be, it's, it'll either be 12th North node and sixth South node. or first north node seventh which is the libra ruled partnerships so it's you and relationship um oh gosh so you're either a north node in the 12th (laughs) which is that you know that's that mystical that's that the more emotional side too you know you would be learning lessons around like expressing yourself emotionally um or it's that first house putting yourself front and center 
letting the letting the spotlight stage you know shine on you and if if you're uncomfortable being in the spotlight then there's that north node energy (laughs) but i'll be pushed to continue to do that yeah exactly it'll it'll you're you're just gonna be like oh yeah you want to you want to be behind the scenes yeah right (laughs) all right i cannot wait to report back and i'm very impressed by the way that you can just know from the fact that my rising is a taurus that you know which house my north node and like, I'm very <laughs> impressed right now because you think in astrology charts and that's fascinating. Gosh, it's so like every, every day it's like, oh, 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 I find that, you know, got to hand it to my partner because, man, he really he gets the brunt end of it. Like he'll complain about something or he'll have like, you know, like, oh, at work or oh, my roommate or, you know, whatever. I'd be like, oh, that's that. That's that square. That's the Mercury square Pluto. Like, <laughs> I'm really glad like he's been featured more and more on your Instagram. So it's kind of cool because when you refer to your partner, I know who he is because he's he's been featured on your Instagram. Um, but I will tell you, Graham, I wish I was one of those bridesmaids on the porch with you that night when you were reading charts, <laughs> you know, that sounds like it was a fun night and it was the beginning of something wonderful. So it's been so incredible to meet you and well, really to get to know you at a deeper level. I learned so much about you today, so much about you as a person, as your in your business. Listeners, the light is shining on him right now. I know like I'm like, angel. look at this angel like, aura light we got going. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's it's just it's really good. This is a divine connection that we made. And I cannot wait to share this episode with the listeners. And obviously, everything we'll put in the show notes. Um if you have any parting words, Graham, I'd love to get, you know, hand it over to you. If there's anything else you want to leave us with, please, please feel free well, to share. First thing is to you. Thank you for asking me to be a part of this because like, I just think you're awesome. And the more and more I like dive into feng shui, the more and more I dive into all the different like manifestation tools that we all have. It's just, it's so it's so cool to me. And I like, I was getting emotional earlier thinking about it because I, I really see how the work that I've been putting in and not necessarily knowing what to expect in return or knowing if I'm going to be embraced or if I'm going to be hated or, you know, whatever, not knowing how things are going to play out. It's so nice to be invited into someone else's space. Mm -hmm. So I just like, it means a lot to me. And I feel like there's that nodal return part that is just like, oh my God, like this is that surge of electricity. Like when you asked me to be here, it was like, oh my God, someone who's like watching me, like wants to invite me to their space, which I love their space. And like, I use your Bagua map. I like, I'm like, wait, what? So it's just really cool to me to be invited into, you know, anytime just, you know, this is not our last time, you know, you can Absolutely be one of the bridesmaids, you know, we'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll do a reading in some way, shape or form. And like, we'll, you know, we'll keep it going. <laughs> It'll be fun. Oh my God. Thank you so much, Graham. It's amazing. It's just could not, I'm telling you, you should see the lighting this on this really man crazy. right now. I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> the energy. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. And I will see you next week where I will help you design the life you deserve. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg. 
and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.